The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Coach Nut here. We're all C-U-C-K-S, coaches under Christ's kingdom. And you're listening to Land Sharks After Dark. Now here are your hosts, Justin and John. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the Old Miss Rebels. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, joined by my co-host, as always, John Stefanchik. John, it is Monday, October 18th, halfway through the 2021 football season. Uh, last time we talked, it was before the season started. Um, we were optimistic, and I think, I mean... It's been a chaotic season, ups and downs, but for the most part, I think that optimism has been warranted by this old Miss team so far. Evening, Justin. I, I would agree. Um, you know, we you just want to get into it and bounce around here. Of just, course. I mean, what what else no. did we do, right? I mean, or, or sorry, sorry. It's been, I mean, we do this so rarely now. You know, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't, I can't. Yes. Step out of tradition, and I mean, I have to ask you how the weather in New Hampshire is first. Uh, peak foliage is wonderful here. Okay, I should, I should take a picture or something and send it as like a background for this whole. Yeah, that would be nice. I think people would probably appreciate. I remember that. to do that tomorrow. So, I hope the fans forgive me uh, for not asking John about the weather. The fans, that's rich. Uh, We're trying but, to adopt the way we do the show, although yeah, it's been so yeah, exactly. we have to remind ourselves. I actually think when we talked, um back in August before the Louisville game, I was thinking back and I'm pretty sure I like mispronounced your name. It had been so long. Like I hadn't thought about how to correctly say <laughs> Stefan chick. I mean, it took me like several years of doing the show to get it right anyway. Um, uh, so, you know, fell back into my old ways, I guess. Yeah. We could compare the SEC to the, to the foliage. Some leaves are already on the ground dead. Kind of sure. like, you know, kind of like LSU with Orgeron. They're, they're just trying <laughs> clean up the mess, finish the season and move on. They want to go hibernate in the winter. Some are still there looking good, looking strong. Some have changed colors. Uh, Bama's a different color than we thought. They lost a game. Georgia's a nice, shiny, bright red. Um, they're clearly the best team, but Georgia's going to get in their own way. It's a middle. We, we have to assume that. History tells us they are, right? I mean, I'd say on, on Bama is – I, I think it's really that Bama is kind of who we thought they might be. The issue is that for, I think, multiple reasons, that game against Ole Miss was not the game that was going to be able to expose them, whether that's the, the, the talent on both lines for Ole Miss or the fact that, I mean, it may sound homerish, but I think the week after kind of bore this out. I mean, Saban definitely had that game circled. Um, mm -hmm. He did not want to lose Elaine Kiffin. Obviously, he and Pete Golden – had have put quite a bit of effort into making sure the defense was amped up and ready to go against Corral and Ole Miss, and so much so that they slept walk in the college station a week later. 
and, and just looked completely, you know, out of sorts and, and lost, um, you know, pretty completely. They, they, they really were behind that entire game. So I think yeah. when we thought that Bama was beatable and their defense wasn't necessarily vintage Saban and they had a young quarterback that maybe could get rattled in a certain situation, that all seems to be the case. Now, I don't really expect they're going to lose again. Ole Miss certainly needs to hope that as they need several things to bounce their way. If they're going to find some way to sneak into some bigger back into some bigger conversation, I'm sitting here at five and one, but very banged up. Right. Yeah. And this is going to sound, this is going to sound, I'm going to contradict myself here a bit. There are seven and five roster that the quarterbacks taking above that. Um, this really re- it reminds me of 2013. This team reminds me of 2013 Ole Miss. Year two of Kiffin, year two of Freeze. You've got to rebuild. Um, year two of Freeze, they had gotten recruits, but they were they were still they were all freshmen. Um, I guess Bo Wallace was a junior at that point. This team probably thinner than that one. Um, yeah, but have a quarterback that's going to go. Uh, they've got the first quarterback in yeah. the draft. I'll say one one thing that's better, one thing that's worse. I think mm. obviously um, this team has a better quarterback than that team had. Um, Matt Corral uh, in his junior year, or whatever. It's hard to really gauge with him because he was so poorly coached and underutilized before Kiffin was yeah. here. Um, yeah. Versus Bo Wallace, and that was his first year, his second year from EMCC. Right, that was well as the second twenty thirteen would have been yep. his second year with Freeze. Um, yep. Obviously, Corral is a much better player than Bo Wallace. I will yep. say that that twenty thirteen team and even the twenty twelve team, I, I've never really thought about this way, but I think Freeze did a better job getting impact guys in sooner than so far Kiffin has. I mean, you go, you look at the games, the people that have contributed that Kiffin is responsible for. On the offensive side, we're talking about Henry Parrish. That's about yep. it. That's about it. On the defensive side, you got some young guys stepping up now. You know, Tysheem Johnson. I, I think you got to give him credit for Chance Campbell, Jake Springer, Otis Reese, those transfers. But I still mm-hmm. feel like maybe this team is going to achieve more than that 2013 team. They're definitely trending that way. I think that 2013 team certainly loses one of the two last games. Arkansas and Tennessee, those those close games where again having the better quarterback willed them there. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like Freeze maybe inherited a worse. I think you have to say he inherited a worse roster than Kiffin did, given how many people that Luke recruited are contributing on this current Kiffin team. Um, so I, I really I want to see, and this is nitpicking because I think if you're an old Miss fan, you can't complain about the job yeah. Kiffin Kiffin's done so far, but I want to see more impact from Kiffin's recruits next season. And I want to see even more movement on the transfer market because yeah, they got some important pieces on the defensive side, but you know, where is the tight end, you know, where, where there's some obvious holes in this roster. They, they, they had just, you last year, but it was a one year deal. And I'm just saying like, they didn't like, they didn't go out and get somebody there where it was an obvious hole. And now you look at the yeah. second half of that Tennessee game, the reason Corral is the only one that's able to do anything is because they have no downfield threats at all that are healthy right now. And it's really yep. becoming an issue. And, you know, that could easily be the reason they lose this weekend against LSU. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, if you told me 
the offense wasn't able to put together enough points to beat them when the defense is what we know it is. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. not surprising after what we saw in Knoxville. So, you know, again, nitpicking, very happy, obviously with the way we're trending under Kiffin, I'm just ready to see interested to see what this roster looks like if he's here in a year, in two years, and it's truly his roster, right? That's going to be interesting to watch. Yep. yep. A lot of, you know, that's actually, it'd be interesting to really break down and go position by position on that because when you start thinking about it, is Kiffin not, notably differentiated himself from, from Freeze? We all think of Kiffin generates interest as a recruiter. Um, it appears, I think he's got some guys that look tribute, you know, Taiwan Malone, Hudson Wolf, a couple other guys. Um, and, and Parrish, Parrish is important. To, yeah, Parrish is very important. He's going to have to go into the transfer market for a quarterback. Yeah. It, that's obvious at this point. But at the end of the day, he's, he's coached up what he's got well. Correct. Uh, but if I think, I, I, I think honestly, if you talk about the jobs Kiffin might leave for, you know, LSU is on the table now. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. I don't think it's a great fit, but I do see a trend of all of those jobs is they recruit themselves much better than Ole Miss yeah. recruits itself. I think if, if he's going to build a roster to actually challenge for titles, it's going to yeah. be a hell of a lot harder at Ole Miss than it would be at Florida or LSU um, yeah. or Alabama, obviously, Ohio State. The, the Blue Bloods really recruit themselves, and I think – I. He's he's put together a couple good classes, but he hasn't he hasn't had the star power there yet, right? Yeah. No. Um, all right. So I think that's I think that's well stated. That's something that we kind of watch out. But that's probably an off-season topic with signing class. Sure. Signing so let's let's walk, let's recap the season thus far at a high level, right? For Ole Miss. So they really basically blew out. Louisville, Austin P, Tulane. Um, Played Louisville great. Defense showed a notable improvement. And frankly, it has throughout the year. Jake Springer um, led defense in that Louisville game, which I think is maybe going to be an important storyline as he was out yep. in between that game and Tennessee. Chance Campbell's been a notable addition. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've seen enough to where I look at the defensive staff and say, and say they get. Yeah, if they would leave an attack another year, I'm okay with that. Well, and again, I think I think it's interesting because it seems like at least what we believe from the outside looking in is that Partridge is there to recruit and Durkin is there to scheme. Um, yeah. And so, again, yes, I think they've done enough to say you can leave things unchanged, assuming they don't have more games like that Arkansas game and they actually get better yeah. and – Depth is a big concern, right? If they lose a few key contributors, yeah, the wheels are going to fall off as they have in many yeah. games. Um, but I think you need to see some impact recruiting, especially on the defensive line out of the staff in the next yeah. cycle, um, or else it's just not going to work. Because the, de the defensive line recruits so far have not contributed at all, whether that's yeah. Damon Clowney or uh, Taiwan Malone, who's newer, but I mean, Clowney, this is his second year. Haven't noticed yeah. him at all. Does Austin Keys take a step next year and really run around like a above average SEC linebacker? And I mean, yeah, also you, questions. There's been misses too. I mean, you talk about getting the most out of your talent. I think Kevin definitely does that on the offensive side, but like, what's the deal with, with Tariqius Tisdale, right? I mean, 
Yeah. He seems like you would find, be able to find a way to get that guy some impact situations on defense and he's just done nothing. Um, and, and the list goes on. So I think, yes, you don't blow up the defensive staff, but at the same time, I'm not ready to say it's going to work. Like I, I can't say that with certainty at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They get one next year's I mean, we're jumping. It's interesting. We're jumping to this point, but well, I mean, this year we all know this get, isn't the year, right? And they're going to lose yeah. their quarterback. So I think you have to look forward. And COVID and recruiting was really kind of – it's almost um, – it's year one and a half, if that makes any sense, kind of with COVID. Sure. But so, everybody – I mean, they, they they say that maybe the coaches that had been there longer had the advantage. They had the relationship with the kids, right? Yep. So we'll see. But I'm just saying there were a lot of new staffs, you know, that yep. are in the same boat as Kiffin. So right. I'm not necessarily going to yeah. give them a pass. So Louisville was definitely a sign of progress. They they took care of Austin P. Tulane. They beat Tulane. Gave Oklahoma a run. Now Oklahoma's evolved, but they were almost beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. The uh, the bye week, the bye week, and that was time to think about Alabama. Heard them. Yep. They overhyped it. They played a terrible first half. Saban mm-hmm. uh, had them locked in. Folk was locked in focus. He was going to beat. He was going to win that game regardless. But they play a good half there. I mean, that you back to that first half, and yeah, it, it, it's a blowout at the end of the day. But there were lots of turning points, right? The, the first drive where they got stopped on fourth down instead of scoring a touchdown. They had several yeah, fourth down they were trying conversions. to go for the game the first drive. I wish they had sl- wish they had eased their way into it more. I, um, I think that one might be debatable. I think the other fourth downs they didn't convert. It's almost like you can't blame Kevin for doing that because. You're never gonna yeah. win punting against that team. Bryce Young yeah. didn't get stopped. You know they they, they uh, our defense was not stopping them. So you move past that. At least they won the second half to scout to salvage the optics of it. Um, then you've got you Arkansas. Play, honestly, against Arkansas, that they almost let Bama beat them twice in that game because I, yeah, I do think they're a the touchdown better than Arkansas, and they let the them defense, hang out the whole time. The last quarter and a half against Arkansas was really, um, really that, that was painful. I mean, they they got up twenty four fourteen and couldn't couldn't stay separated. Instead, got into this crazy shootout. Um, mm-hmm. Although, but they finally had a crazy game against Arkansas. Well. They won, came they won out, a yeah. couple crazy ones, but they were kind of due for one to fall their way in that whole series. Yeah. Um, and then they go to Tennessee last week, and that whole – with ten, Tennessee was clearly going to be – to me, was playing well enough to where that was going to get interesting. Although, if – I forget his first – if Pearson catches that long ball in the first quarter, I think mm-hmm. they get before they hadn't kind of stay there. So Yeah, I mean, they but, were – it was it was like – I have to look at the box score, but they they had they were up like twenty four nine before half, and then it ended up being twenty four twelve. At one point, four hundred plus yards, two hundred something. Yeah, they they really dominated the first half of that game. But we a lot of things changed as that game went on, and like I said, the offense completely lost all steam. And without Corral running thirty times, including sacks, um, they're not in that game. And part of it was what Tennessee's defense was giving up, you know, with the zone coverage, they were leaving the quarterback draw like right there and Kiffin and Corral are going to take that every time. But at the same time, we saw it against Arkansas too. Um, Corral will run to convert a third or fourth down when it is important to the game. That's kind of, and he's a, he's an incredible runner. I mean, no one really expects that with his arm talent, but 
he is not just fast, but also his vision is very, very good. And he's very yep. good at making linebackers miss in the open field and getting to that second and third level. Um, I, I think that's been the biggest surprise of the season. I, I we knew that about him from last year, but I, he has won. I'd say the last two games with his legs. Um, and that's been impressive to watch. I would say just the way he's handled himself, the talent wise, I mean, I think he's a it's more likely than not he ends up being a successful NFL quarterback from what I see. I think I I think as long as he's got it up in the right team, the right system. Let's say he ends up with the Steelers, well, for example. I think right now, yes, but he could also have a career in an injury. So it's too hard to obviously take that out of the equation. That's that's I mean, look, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are tearing the league up, but you know, he's one hit. That's That's true. The whole thing, that's just the way football's evolved with the rule, scheming. It's a quarterback heavy league. I mean, and and the quarterback today, for the most part, his type of quarterback is never going to be a statue in the pocket because. That's just there. That that is nobody it. is anymore. Everybody Not, runs. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, at Ole Miss fans used to say that Dak Prescott was going to be a tight end in the NFL, right? And he's like, you know, what a top eight quarterback. I've yeah. started to dust off the star of my cowboy attire. Dak is. You told me Dak would have seventy percent completion percentage through six games. I would never would have believed it. Oh, uh, this I've never seen Dak play this well. I, I didn't keep a, a close eye on him last season, but apparently he was playing like this before his injury last season as well. So, kudos yeah, to him. Win games there. Um, that'll be interesting to follow. But yeah, I mean, Corral is a Heisman hopeful for like you know. If he keeps playing well. He'll get invited to New York. Which so is here's so whether or not we can. Whatever. We can move past Tennessee for now. Yeah. Obviously, that game had way more than yeah. just what happened on the field. Um, you know, all of that stuff was pretty They've pretty got funny. a shot to finish with a better record than I thought because Auburn is more winnable than I probably would have put it. Yeah, I think at Auburn is a loss, but I think I think it's probably I would say if you can split A and M and Auburn. You should finish ten and two, which is you split A and M and Auburn, and even let you strip up. You still go nine and three. I think if not to me, nine and three, five and three. That's a winning league record by yeah. two games. That's that would be successful. Um, if they find a way to win ten, I've never watched an Ole Miss team win ten games in the regular season. That would really be well. Um, and I think with what we've seen, a milestone, and they've got a. It's thin. Corral's got to stay healthy. Yeah, right. And Alabama, Alabama kind of reset, tempered the expectations. That Arkansas game, and then again the Tennessee game. I think you could. You also have to go into every game saying this could go either way. LSU this weekend is a great example of that. We haven't talked about yet. I think they're better, but we'll see. Kiffin Kiffin said the day that Corral is hurt, which I think is 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 him with some gamesmanship. But I think he's trolling. Or drawn a little bit because first of all, he literally doesn't talk about injuries, and then he comes out on Monday after a game and says Corral's not going to play. Yeah, so that, that was that. a little out of character. And then he says, it'd be, "What a great, uh, what a great ticket to watch to see Eli and Corral, right? Because they're, they're, they're are they retiring ten this weekend? It's retiring a, ten this weekend. So is JRP going to change? going to be there. They're retiring ten. It's all good. It's a great day for Corral to to play. But Mark, wait, side side note, though. PBS. 
Yeah. Does Does John Rice have to change his number now? Um. Oh, that's a good question. Or they let They let him wear it out because he started with it, and then no one could could take uh, it after him. Yeah, to make him change it, don't they? I mean, if if not, then what does their higher number even mean? So what are they again, the Chucky Mullins person doesn't even wear thirty eight anymore. Kedron Smith, who's horrible, by the way, doesn't even wear thirty eight. So he just has a patch that says thirty eight on it. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. He's like no. number twenty one, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't. Maybe that's why you, I'm, I'm not surprised you don't know much about Kedron Smith because I mean, you probably remember. I, forgot, yeah, I could have been here all night trying to guess who wore the Chucky you, Mullins. You uh you watched the Arkansas game, right? Yes. You remember in the first half where instead of trying to stop the running back on the four yard line, oh, our, he, threw, our, him the he threw him into the end zone. Yeah, that was Keedron oh, that, Smith. Oh. So that might have been the only play that you noticed uh, Keedron on this so far this season. It's been pretty rough. Never, never quit scoring. That's yeah. What, he was like, "This is how I support my hurry up, no huddle quarterback. Let me just throw this guy in the end zone." I mean, it is uh, true that game was so ridiculous. Like in the fourth quarter, with a minute left, I was saying. Yeah please let them score. Please let them score. And they did. And of course, Sanders caught the touchdown pass the next play, you know, eight seconds later. Yep. So this is ridiculous. But my, my point in all of that is even if Corral does play this weekend, if we don't get other people healthy, especially pass catchers, and you mentioned Pearson, I think, I think Pearson it. Sanders has got to go Saturday. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Pearson have faith in that. He's always here. But I, don't, I, I, I think Pearson will have a big weekend. Do you notice in the Tennessee game when he had that huge drop late in the game and Kiffin ran yeah. over to him and, and picked him up and said, cause he knows like they don't have that many options. He needs to get his confidence up. I think he'll have a big game at home, but my point is yeah. even with Corral healthy, they can lose this LSU team. They can lose to any team on their schedule um, because their defense is so out of sorts, but Hopefully with Springer back, he can stay healthy. They can get people on the defensive line to stay in the game or get some depth or something. But it's just this team is corral and he's doing everything he can. But it's at some point I think he's gonna come up short in one of these games. It's winnable. Yep. It's corral and friends, but it's it's corral. Um, yeah. how many other pros are even on the roster right now? And I haven't thought about it. Uh, Nick Nick Broker, Broker. left tackle. Maybe one of the three running backs, or maybe two of them. Don't know. Hard to say. Yep. Um, I, I, Drummond. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think Drummond is actually a really good player. I think he's a little hurt right now. Um, but yep. But I think he's like a he's he's like a bigger Elijah Moore. Defensively, do you sit there and go, yeah, there's a definite pro on the team. Defensively. I really don't know because I don't know how someone like a Campbell projects at the pro level. I don't you know, think he does. If you told me, level. if you told me Mark Rob, Mark Robinson, you told me Mark Robinson who played yep. running back until this year, yep. showed out at the combine and got drafted late, I wouldn't be surprising. I mean, he's having an yep. amazing season for a yep. first year linebacker, um, and he, yep. you see that guy, he is huge. I, he is he's an impressive uh, player. Yep. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you have to wonder some of the young DBs, right? Cause they're, they're yeah. so new the system, but they seem like they're going to be good players. Um, I but yeah, broker, I, broker corral parish, probably maybe another OL somewhere sprinkled in there. Younger guy. There's I don't not, know. Not yeah, a lot. Those, are, those are pro guys. On the, uh, I mean, what about Con a lot of people say Snoop Connor. I don't, I don't know about that. I think he looks um, like a different game to game. I go up and down. I watch the Pats every week. Is it could he be Brandon Bolden or Ben Jarvis? Oh, yeah. I think pros probably. But. I think he probably could if he buys in. Yeah. 
But then again, he's supposedly not a good blocker, so that's probably going to kill him if it comes time to be in the kind Why doesn't Ely play in the slot? I think they'll probably try it. He got concussed against Bama. Didn't play Is against he Arkansas. Of playing there though, you would he only played like that. twenty snaps against Tennessee. I want to say. It's a- it's either now or never for him to even be a viable option on the slot. That's... Well, maybe he comes back next year. I don't know. I mean, uh, I I saw Plumlee making some blocking plays downfield, so I think he'll keep getting he'll yeah. keep getting those reps. Um, I think the weirdest. I mean, the weirdest thing I saw. I was looking at the snap counts this morning. Is like Casey Kelly played like eighty snaps. I want to say. I remember him catching one ball. Yeah. I mean, the the tight end position is just not existent on this team. Um, no, Chase Rogers is out. Mingo is Hudson out. We haven't talked Wolf about that. Isn't ready. That was the tight end position. So not ready. Chase Rogers has actually converted, made some big catches to move the chains, but he's he's out now for at least a month of the same surgery that Mingo got. So yeah. I think honestly, if you told me they lost two out of three to LSU, AM, and Auburn. And then came back, and by the end of the year, and Starkville looked really, really good. And in the bowl game, because they get Mingo back, they get some other guys healthy. That I think is is believable. And it, like you said, yeah. nine and three in year two is is really good from a program building perspective. But if you're Kiffin, you got to go out and get like Jack Miller from OSU or whatever to try to keep the momentum yeah. going. I think you know, Kiffin into the offseason. Get quarterback, but, but yeah, so. the rest of the roster is what's interesting to to compile around them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're, they're beat up right now. They're an unhealthy team. I, I, I mean, I want to talk a little about this LSU team because I feel like we have no clue who's going to show up on Saturday, two thirty CBS for LSU. Um, really the question or a giant question is, does the news about Orgeron make them give up more on the season? They already had a lot of players injured, not really trying very hard. Or do they rally around him and try to win out for him? I mean, I, I think, think that's kind of what happened. Up, try to run the ball, and if they can run the ball effectively, they'll play, they'll be interested. And they in really the weren't they weren't able to do it all year until last week against Florida, where they had a running back set a school record. But yeah, they've been historically bad for an LSU team running the ball up until that game. So I, it's hard to know. Um, yeah. I do I do think at this point with this old Miss team you kind of need to put faith in Vegas. So they prove you wrong. They're right about the Bama game. They're right about Arkansas. They're right about Tennessee. uh, And now they have Ole Miss as a nine point favorite over LSU. So to me, that says a lot about one corrals health and two, how they view that LSU team and how it matches up. My gut is they come out and play well at home on Saturday Mm -hmm. and have a, um, they get a, they get a two thirty game, and they really have it. And they really, they play with confidence. They and they, my guts, they play well with confidence at home. Yeah, is my and they, they, yeah. They've, they've come off. They found a way to win two games that a lot of team that a lot of Ole Miss teams. Well, and I do think that on. that Arkansas team, especially the one that came to Oxford, I think a team like that has a good chance of degrading over the course of the season, right? I think that yeah. team is is a better team than what we've seen from LSU so far. So, yeah, I, would I think agree. the question is going to be if Ole Miss's offense can figure out a way to put a Band-Aid on, especially the pass catchers. And I trust they'll figure stuff out at practice, whether that's, you know, Pearson catching more, Paris really in the slot, whatever. 
Um, maybe Braley can get healthy. Maybe hopefully Ontario, who seems to be less banged up than Braley because he played the whole game, can rest yep. up and be back to himself that we saw earlier in the season. If the offense figures stuff out, I want to say that the LSU offense just isn't able to keep up with the way they've scored at home. Yeah, Ole Miss this season at home, what sixty plus against Tulane, fifty two yeah. against if Arkansas. It was in Tiger Stadium, I'd look at this game differently. Yeah. But I think the well, one thing. One thing we've got to re-remember this year is home field matters with everybody in the stands. Yep. Um, and for all this, really, they've only – I mean, the good thing is, is they've got two of their four road games out of the way. Um, so you're down to – at Auburn, which Auburn Auburn's a terrible opponent for them. Yeah, I, I think that's a bad matchup. I was going to say, though, assuming that – Ole Miss wins, wins this weekend. Days. Auburn is idle. You're setting up a huge game, you know, at Auburn for both teams. Basically, yep. basically fighting for number two in the West with AM in the mix as well. Yeah. Um, and then a AM at home plays plays into their hands. Vanderbilt. Actually, actually, no. It's it's just number two in the West outright because AM already lost to two West teams. Yep. In Arkansas and uh state, which is crazy. Legion, this is a weird season. <laughs> For Leach. I mean, he has wins over NC State, who beat Clemson, and AM, who beat Bama, and he lost to Memphis yeah. and LSU. It's bizarre. I, I mean, it's, I guess that's the that's the Mike Leach experience, right? It is a Leach special. But yeah, so Auburn looking ahead to them, I think it's a bad matchup. I think playing at Auburn sucks. I think, I mean, already we saw the way the game but was. I don't think they're, I, they're good. They're not. They're good. They're not great. It's winnable, but it's going to require an effort. The Auburn will be favored, but Ole Miss mm -hmm. ought to be able to make it a competitive game. Yeah, and um, that's that's all you get. That's all they can hope for, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, okay, LSU. I have no clue. I mean, what do you think about the move to uh, to Fire Orgeron? What's going on here? It's. Um, for Ole Miss fans, at some point, this pattern of behavior was going to show itself. Um, it's not really that shocking. It's kind of it's kind of sad that he put that he really put it together for a seat, you know, for really two two three seasons. Then has this has this dream run and then falls off the wagon. Yeah, um, it's weird because it does seem like a different. A different pattern of behavior than maybe what undid him at I Ole won Miss. the title, then he divorces his wife and goes on a well because at Ole Miss, it's not that he stopped trying, it's that he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to do things the right the way. He wasn't happened to LSU. It, well, it almost the, sounds like at LSU he lost focus on yep. what he was supposed to be doing, and he was he didn't know how to handle prosperity, which is yeah. to me is an if he didn't know what to do yeah no that's that's fair he doesn't he doesn't know how to win at the end of the day right whether that means whether it meant at Ole Miss winning season over season uh yeah. or at all or at LSU it meant you know putting together multiple seasons but here's here's something John you know when it comes to this LSU coaching search how many teams can say their last three head coaches have won national championships really? I think there's I think there's two it's LSU. There's one more. I think so. Who the hell would that be? 
not Oklahoma. One not of their coaches sure. is now lighting the world on fire down in Jacksonville. Ohio. Well, Ryan Day hadn't won a title. Yeah, yes. They won. National title? No. Yeah, they beat. Remember, they whooped Clemson. Yeah, those are the semis. No, no. They, they've won. They've won. They've won. With Ryan Day as the head coach? Yes, 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 yes. Hold on. I'll tell you the year. They had won a national title with Ryan Day. I think they have. Now you're making me question. No. I'm pretty sure they no. have. Urban Meyer won one. Then Trussell uh, – well, Luke, Luke, Luke Fickle was the interim. Do you count that? Now we're getting technical. No, I was counting Ryan Day. You're saying Ryan Day, Urban Meyer, Luke Fickle. You forgot about the the interim, if you want to call him an interim. Ryan Day hasn't won one. It's only them because if it's because of Bama, you got to you go Shula and you go Shula and Dennis Erickson. Oh I, yeah, I guess I was thinking of the interim. I guess because I thought Day was uh, the Ryan, coach when Ryan they won. Day was a. Uh, so it was just LSU then. Just LSU. Because they went saving Miles Orgeron. Wait, so did Ohio State win in 2018? No. They was that the year Clemson won it. That was Clemson. when Deshaun won, right? Uh no, that was Lawrence's actual win when when Clemson right. went to uh they beat uh, they beat Tua in San Francisco or Levi's, whatever that Santa Clara, wherever that stadium is. Yeah, Levi's. Yep. You're right. That was uh, Lawrence. Okay. The, so. fo- the following year, Ohio State was they were they were pissed they weren't the one seed when LSU was, and blew a sixteen nothing lead against Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. Right. So I guess last year they last year they beat Clemson then lost to Alabama. I guess my point the point that uh, that LSU is like a sneaky contender for best job in the country is maybe even stronger because they're the only school that we can think of. They can say their last three coaches have won national championships. Yep. So that that kind of goes back to what I was saying about how some of these jobs kind of recruit themselves, and all you have to do is be uh, a Louisiana produced many or more pros than anyone, and, yep. and that is school in the state. Yep. And you can exactly. recruit South Mississippi. You can recruit Houston out of there. Um, I think I I don't think Kiffin is necessarily on the short list for that job, but. If they start getting turned down by some of these people they allegedly really want, Mel Tucker just wins Michigan nine or ten games and Kiffin goes to LSU. I, I don't. I understand why he does it. I exactly. Don't I don't blame him. I'm saying if you're Kiffin, that's one of the jobs you have to look at and say. I mean, Kiffin, it's going to be hard Kiffin, not to win Kiffin, there. Let's say Kiffin gets hit by a bus right now. Hypothetically, he's done a shit ton for Ole Miss football and for the school, just from a attention standpoint in the year. Well, no, this goes this goes to another argument people have about yeah. if Kiffin's going to leave is now actually a better time because you could hire Levy. I don't know if Levy is really always cracked up to be, but uh, is he a head coach? I don't know. I think if Kiffin left this year, he is the head coach I next year. Could, I think you could go out and get a fairly proven head coach to come take the Ole Miss job. I mean, who? Who? Give me a, give me a, give me one name that people will be excited about. You could actually get that isn't a coordinator right now. Oh, take a minute and do it. Let's go through all the go through the head coaches of Pac-12 schools of uh yeah. Is there a big Big Twelve head coach? What about? I'd be excited if you could get that guy from Wake Forest. 
Clawson. I think he's a winner. I mean, you could probably. My gut says you could do better than that. I just have to sit here and lay out who it is. I don't know. I think. I think we're. I think if you lose Kiffin, you're going the coordinator route, and it's going to be Lebby this year, 100. You're hiring Lebby this year. Which okay, it's probably people not. Be, people be too afraid of losing the Kiffin offense mojo. Would you go hire Dave Aranda from Baylor? If I would. I would not. Up? But I also don't have a lot of faith in the idea of defensive head coaches anyway. Yeah, that's true. I just don't didn't seem like it's set up to work that way. There's somebody out there. I was just sitting here thinking of who it is. I mean, is Aranda like there there are defensive head coaches? Obviously, they're very successful. Nick Saban comes to mind, but I feel like in today's age, the one of the reasons Nick Saban is successful is because even though he's a defensive head coach, he can get any offensive recruit he wants and he can hire whoever he wants for OC each year, right? Yeah. Whereas I don't think Dave Aranda has that luxury. I don't think Dave Aranda is going to go out and pick the best quarterbacks and wide receivers from across the country necessarily, right? Yep. And I, I think it'll miss you have a serious problem when it comes to trying to build a program that way because you're not going to be able to attract the type of coordinators that the bigger schools can to go with your head coach. Like, I think you need a head coach that's going to fill one of those roles, essentially. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I think Aranda is a candidate at LSU. I think he's in the the, the second tier with Billy Napier. Um, I think they want like Crystal Ball or Mel Tucker, um, someone like that. I mean, I, they yeah. want Jimbo apparently, but that would be wild. I don't know. I would not. I, I would not hire Jimbo. Well, I, I wouldn't Jim- either. But him, apparently, him and the LSU AD have a history. Yeah. Yeah, the Red Sox are about to score. I see you looking up at your TV. Yeah. Hit a ball off the wall just now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the weird, the wildest thing about the Jimbo situation is, despite having a seventy-five or hundred million dollar contract or whatever, apparently there's no buyout. Did you know that? Yeah, there's no penalty which for is, leaving, which is insane. I mean, how does, Bjork, Bjork, how does Bjork get, Ross, let I mean, that Ross happen? Bjork, he's even a bigger cut than I thought he was. He I mean, that's the money. dumbest thing I've ever heard from an AD perspective. Like, how do you have a contract that big that doesn't protect you in any way? He's incompetent. Complete, complete one-way contract. Yeah. I mean, good grief. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, it's almost as crazy as, you know, LSU paying Orgeron his full buyout. I, I think of an established head coach that would that I'd want. You can't think of one, before. right? Oh, I can't think. Part of it's the, you know, the landscape. There's not any. Yeah. Because, because even the Blue Bloods are struggling to yeah. to find proven commodities right now. There's a coaching shortage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's why if you're old miss, I'd much rather you go with the up and coming coordinator than like, uh, the, like the, leech, the leech retread route, right? I mean, at least take a gamble that might pay off. But I don't know. I mean, Luke Fickle's not going to come to Ole Miss from Cincinnati. No, uh, no, no. He's 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 positioned now. If he's going to make the playoff, it's going to be at Cincinnati where he's at right now. Yeah. Maybe PJ Fleck. I don't want him. Yeah, I don't really want him. I'd rather Levy. I'd rather see what Levy does. Yeah, at least you get some continuity. Some continuity with Levy, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you know, but again, (laughs) I I also don't want to sound like. I think Kiffin has done well enough at Ole Miss that he's about to get hired by one of the jobs he wants over Ole Miss. I think it's a pretty short list. Florida, LSU, Alabama, UCLA, that type of job. Um, And he's not, he hasn't had that level of success yet, but like you were saying, 
let them miss on their first four or five people. And all of a sudden you're looking at Kiffin, Napier, Aranda, they're interviewing all of them. Right. And I mean, Kiffin is gonna let that type of talk go around because first of all, he knows he's going to get him more money at Ole Miss if he doesn't get the job. Um, And second of all, like we already talked about, I think he would do very well there and they would win a lot and they would win on the national level. So can't really blame him. Yeah. Um, it's going to be one of those years. Uh, yeah, it should be, it should be a good coaching carousel though. It's, it's about to get weird yep. and we're only halfway through the season. So um, who's your biggest surprise in the sec this year? Um, I'm not going to say Kentucky cause I thought they had a chance to be pretty good. Yeah, I think Start. they're doing exactly what you would expect doing them to do. Maybe a little bit better. Right, in the, in the top end of their range. Um, A&M is bipolar. I'm going to be weird here. A&M's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. A&M, A&M has agree. already thrown away a year where they beat Alabama because they lost two other games. I mean, yep. explain that one. Um, LSU's not a surprise. Arkansas is a little better than I thought. I thought they would have beat Auburn this past week, but the schedule, I think they still come back. Auburn's probably st- – Auburn may be a smidge better than anticipated. Um, they were one score loss at Penn State. They won in Baton Rouge for the first time. I think forever. I think for a first year with a hire I didn't know was going to fit or work out, yeah. they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Bo Nix is – He's done a decent job coaching. Yeah, and a quarterback that I don't think is good. Yeah, they've done pretty well. Um, Yeah, a lot of people are doing about what you would expect. A&M is definitely shocking. Florida is a disappointment. Florida losing LSU is disappointing. Mullen, it feels like Mullen has potential, but also gets in his own way once or twice a year. Well, it's interesting because Emory Jones is the type of quarterback that Mullen would have done really well with at State. But now that yep. he's in he's he's in this bigger job and he had Kyle Trask, it almost feels yep. like he's forgotten how to piece it together with lesser talent. Yeah, that's true. Tennessee's better than I thought they would be. They probably they're probably the nah. most overrated. Blocked. I think I think they exposed Ole Miss a little bit. I don't think Tennessee is that good. I was impressed by the way their defense played, and I think that's well, a testament to how they have. I think I, I think Tennessee's overachieved the most compared to where I thought they'd be. I think the way their Missouri, defense played is Oh yeah, Missouri uh, is, is doesn't have a pulse. Um, one run. Oh yeah, it's gonna be two. Or they hold oh, you're, them. you're ahead of me. Yeah, it's like only it. one run. No, it's only one run, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. Yep. Uh, and only still one out. This isn't good. I mean, Astros starting pitching was always going to be the problem in the series, and I think it's going to be there. Yeah. They're undoing. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think you're dead on about A and M, and I think if you're an A and M fan, you have to question why in year four. It's year four, right? Yep why is this roster still have so many holes in it? Like, why is there not a quarterback on the roster? Is the kid well, that got hurt even going to be, was he going to be that? I don't know. Yeah. Did the quarterback transition go, was that, was that tougher than anticipated? I mean, that's the question around that. But isn't, I mean, I, I think the reality of it is that Jimbo runs an old offense that, is has not kept up with the times and i think that's ultimately their problem and will be their problem for his entire tenure unless he you know goes the saving route and remakes his entire offensive identity which maybe he will 
He has the yeah. money. He has the money to hire coordinators like Saban does. Yeah. Um. Okay, we can look real quick uh, at the lines for this week and just see in the SEC who we like here. Okay. Run through this pretty quickly. Oh, they got Corral on their Heisman Trophy odds on Vegas Insider. Okay. All right. Going down the list. This is is this let's see, is this week any good in the SEC? Let's see. Okay. Can you pause the recording for a minute? Let's see. Sorry. Hold on. I can. Here we go. Thanks. All right. Well, we're back. John had to step away while I was gone. Altuve booted a double play ball, and then Schwarber hit a grand slam. So, uh, yeah, missed yep. five runs. Six zero. Absolutely ridiculous. That's- How many grand slams are you guys going to give up in the first two innings of this uh, of this series? At least three, right? We're setting some records. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Three well, grand slams in a single series, and we've played. Uh, what is this? Twenty innings. Yep, two so, point two games. Not even. That's impressive. Yeah, well, when your all star, you know, second baseman can't handle like a routine double play ball, that's but what happens next, right? That's baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought, um, I thought the trash cans were for the offense, not the defense. But well, anyway, yeah. In this case, I think Cora it must be, be a uh, Jedi mind trick somehow. Well, I think that's yeah. I mean, you're telling me Cora, Cora is not getting these pitches tipped into him to get these grand slams. Um, Anyway, I looked at the SEC games for this week while you were gone and they're all horrible anyway. So I think that's about, there's, there's no list is up 10 on DraftKings as I sit here and look. Yeah. And I think that's the closest line uh, of, of the entire week for the SEC. So not a good, apparently Washington state's firing their head coach and staffers that won't, that aren't getting vaccinated. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that. They're, so, they're three-point dogs to BYU. I wonder if that line moves. Um, state minus 21 at Vanderbilt. Um, Vandy showed some competitive life last week. Um, they did. But this feels like a game that Leach goes and throws, runs up a bunch of points on it just to make everybody feel good. Um, we'll see. I don't know. That team is – is Alabama minus 25 hosting Tennessee feels like Lamb and Lamb and win. Yeah, I mean Alabama or sorry, Tennessee's quarterback broke his ankle in the fourth quarter by all accounts. So I think there's oh, they're probably right, gonna yeah. probably gonna fold up the tent at this point. But they almost yeah. I mean they tried, they almost beat Ole Miss. AM minus 21 hosting South Carolina. I want to say the Aggies cover that, but yeah, I don't know. Is, I don't know. I don't really have any faith in AM one way or the other. This is not a great slate this week. Yeah, which it makes sense. I guess that's how Ole Miss ends up, you know, on CBS at 2 Ole Miss LSU is the best game. Yeah. It's the only only competitive game, you would think, on paper. Yeah, just general nationally. Oregon, UCLA, like, the Pac-12 does nothing for anybody. We don't have every every game on DraftKings here. We just look at the schedule. Well – I gotta go eat dinner and mourn the Astros postseason hopes, John. This is just this is oh, just, this is just this, pathetic. This isn't over, but this is. It does feel like though the Red Sox, everyone you know, get have these years where they get on these runs, 
Yeah, I mean, I would say I don't know how the Astros come back from this. Just a, a psychic, cosmic type of. Well, you're trailing, and you got Dusty Baker. I mean, it's been his postseason ghost. They must be poisoning the, the environment. So. I just I can't get over you know any would have ended one zero if Altuve didn't boot that ball, but you didn't see that either. So you'll see a later. <laughs> I don't know about that Red Sox name up anyway. Uh, we'll see. Baseball. I guess we'll do this. Uh, maybe we'll do a we'll do we'll some see. kind of here soon yeah yeah uh, we'll we'll see what we feel like but hey at least we got the check maybe, maybe point. liberty game maybe we'll have a hugh freeze member berry episode that would be great that That'd actually be... be entertaining just to go back and rethink how that all played out that whole the whole freeze i feel like there are still questions but some have answered as well but that that's a good occasion and then also you know check in after five and one maybe you know we'll check in it'll be ten and two at some point we'll see we'll see we'll not see. to be too optimistic i think it no matter what, it's you know, it's, it's good season. A, there's not great team. If Corral can stay healthy, it's a thin line. I think they got a path to ten and two or a reasonable shot at it. But I think the biggest win for this team would be finding a way to win enough games for Corral to win the Heisman in New York. That would be pretty awesome yep. um, for him. He deserve it. It'd be a big win for Kiffin. So get invited. If you get the guy invited, I think, we'll get, I think he'll get invited at this point, honestly. He would have to be really Let's bad the second half. He yeah, has one yeah. interception so far, so hopefully that's a trend and not an average. Yeah, but he's played enough teams to where we feel like we have an understanding where that's at. So. All, right. All right, well, it's been good talking to you, John. I will um, see you soon, buddy, um, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a great week, and uh, let's be the see you this weekend. Howdy toddy, let's go. Love is a bad word. Bad word.